You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how are you doing on this lovely Sunday evening? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good overall. Uh, I thought it was a fun, eventful weekend. A whole lot going on around the NHL. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of like surprising moves happened uh, earlier in the week, as you know, kind of talked about in the last episode. Uh, some other kind of weird moves uh, yet again, but you know, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, it was definitely something that the NHL needed. You know, their offseason and their draft are a little uneventful, so it was nice that it was a little different this time around. But how are you doing? It was a phenomenal weekend, and thanks to that, and thanks to the fact that we're recording at 8 tonight on Sunday rather than our usual 9.30, 10 o'clock, I'm doing phenomenal because I'm going to be able to actually relax a little bit tonight um, and have a great night. And looking back on this past couple of days, Chase, it was great. The draft, the night one of the draft was awesome. There were some trades that went down before the draft kicked off. There were some trades that went down during the draft. And yes, there were even trades that happened after the draft. So a lot to talk about today. We're going to be looking at some of those big trades. Going to be taking a recap on the draft overall. Going to be talking about our Tampa Bay draft class. Who did we get? What can we expect out of these guys? And so on. And then we're also going to be doing, of course, a free agency preview. Free agency kicks off July 28th. That is this Wednesday. So it's going to be another exciting week to come. And uh, I can't wait. But before we hop into all that, Chase, we would love to congratulate a young man on his retirement from the NHL. Yeah, so happy retirement to Matt Calvert. Uh, hopefully, you know, all is well. I, I know he has um, some eye issues. Like, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he had an eye injury where now he has extreme sensitivity to light. He had to wear that pink visor in case anybody remembers. Uh, so I'm assuming it's related to that. Um, but, you know, best wishes to Matt Calvert going forward. Don't know what he has planned for anything. Uh, don't know if, you know, he's planning on working hockey, but best wishes forward. And there's also uh, two more retirements that I forgot to put on here that I'm just going to throw out real quick. Yannick Weber, he just retired from the NHL. He's going to continue playing in Switzerland, so good luck over there. And then it came out today that Nick Darmelson is going to retire. Uh, he's apparently not going to make a public announcement or anything about it, just file his paperwork, be done, whatever. Uh, funny enough, I, I was kind of reading about it today, and I found some you know advanced analytics guys. He actually graded out as the best defensive defenseman in the history of advanced analytics. Oh, not bad. 
Yeah. When did advanced analytics start taking place in hockey? Um, it's so it's it's really a two thousands thing. So like okay. so since the two thousands, um, they've been able to track it. So I mean, for it's still twenty one years of data. Right. For sure. But yeah, uh, happy retirement to those three guys. Even though you know Yannick Weber is going to continue to play over Switzerland, his home country, but everyone else, yeah, you're just happy retirement. Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's hop into trades. Uh, there were some big ones. First, we'll start off with somewhat of a minor one. Uh, that's the Red Wings and the Hurricanes. They're swapping goaltenders, Nadalkovich and Jonathan Bernier, and then also a third round pick going from Detroit to Carolina. Interesting move because we talked about it a couple of times. Nadalkovich. He looked like he might be the future starting goalie, like solidified starting goalie for the Hurricanes, and then they just ship him off. I feel bad for Hurricanes fans. Uh, you know, Tom Dundon, he is a cheap ass owner. It came out that he didn't want to pay his GMs more than four hundred grand. He wasn't gonna pay scouts' phone bills. He wasn't gonna pay for scouts to go to games and they could just watch him online. Like this guy is just a shit owner. I really hope he sells the Hurricanes because it is a team that I want to cheer for because you know I love the coaching staff. I, I love a lot of the players too, but. A move like this is just a prime example of why it's such a shit show. Alexander Nedeljokovic asked for $3.5 million from Carolina, and they were not willing to pay him that. He was literally a Calder Finals last year. He was their best goalie. He was one of the biggest reasons that they were as successful as they were in the regular season. It, it blows my mind. They want they said they want to go out and try to sign a big-name goalie, but yet they're trying to sign both Pete Morezic and Jonathan Bernier, so I, I really don't understand. If they don't re-sign Bernier, this just becomes Nelly Jokovic for a third, and Detroit has a chance at a legitimate starting goalie here. It is not a good move by Carolina. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Um, we talked about how they've had shaky goaltending issues before. This year, it seemed like they did solidify themselves there, but Nedeljkovic was part of the reason not the whole reason for sure but part of the reason and he's what 23 24 so he's super young had a, a good season this year not really sure why they did it uh Detroit very happy to take him over Jonathan Bernier who where's he at sitting age right now like 33 34 yeah he's somewhere around there yeah, so craziness out of the Carolina camp. Uh, next trade we want to talk about, Shane Gostasbeer, a former 65-point getter as a defenseman. He uh, he is no longer, on the hur- or no longer on the Flyers, and it was a haul for Arizona. I mean, they, not only did they get Shane Gostasbeer, but they got a shit ton of picks, too. Yeah, they got a second and a seventh to be specific. That's great value to literally take on a free player. Someone whose cap hit... It's more than the Flyers wanted to pay, but it's not like astronomical. It's under $5 million, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Spear is a one-time pretty solid defenseman. His game's kind of fallen off a cliff, but he's still young. He's still legitimately at age where he can play another 10 years in the NHL if he can figure it out. Uh, this is a great gamble for Arizona to take because now uh, now that you know another trade has happened uh, there, he's walking into a pretty good opportunity. If he can take advantage of that opportunity, he'll get big power play time. Like he could easily turn his career around and this could look really, really, really bad for Philly. Absolutely. And that trade you were talking about, Chase, sends Oliver Ekman Larson over to Vancouver, as well as Connor Garland in exchange for Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, and the ninth overall selection. Oh, and a second and a seventh. Okay. So a second, seventh, ninth overall pick and a bunch of cap casualties for Ekman Larson and Connor Garland. I think this uh, this one's interesting. I think it was good to get OEL off the books. I mean, he's analytically been a pretty bad defenseman, and odds are he's not going to improve at this point in his career. Uh, it's a little so he's a little bit older than Gossesbeer and has been horrible defensively. Uh, so I guess he can go to Vancouver and try to figure it out, but odds are he won't. Uh, Connor Garland is 
Arizona's probably best forward. Um, you know, maybe you can say Clayton Keller is that guy, but I have no problem with arguing Connor Garland either. So you're just kind of you know, moving on from him just to, you know, try to go younger, try to make up for the mistakes that Chica made. Um, you know, it kind of sucks, but it's a price you have to pay. They got a high uh, draft pick because of it. They really want to get in that top 10. They were able to. So I know they're happy overall. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I don't know even if I love this move for Vancouver because they got rid of those, you know, three cap casualties. But OEL is got like five years left or something like that, eight and a half million dollars. If his game doesn't improve, he's going to be just a waste of a player, waste of a roster spot. Absolutely. This could turn out to be like an Eric Carlson type of situation where Ottawa sends Eric Carlson over to San Jose, doesn't perform how he used to, and Ottawa walks away laughing. And that ninth overall pick turned into Dylan Gunther. So a uh, very highly touted prospect coming into this draft. Going to be exciting to see what he can do. Um, how early do we see that? I'm thinking we're looking at least a year out, maybe two, three years out before we see Gunther on the Coyotes. I'm, I'm guessing at least two. I would be shocked if he's there. Um, not the se- Cups come season, but the following one. So it'll be a little while before we can properly judge that trade. But another one here, Chase, and we would not mention this if it's not for a... Uh, significant type of uh, move that has been done. And that's Tyler Pitlick. He goes from Seattle to Calgary for a fourth. Tyler Pitlick for a fourth, not a big deal whatsoever. However, Seattle Kraken making their first ever move in the NHL. That is a big deal. So uh, we did want to mention that. Yeah, um, this was, uh, you know, from what I understood, this was supposed to be one of multiple trades they were making as uh, draft and trade type guys, but they only made the one. So... Tyler Pitlick goes to Calgary for fourth round pick. Good for Seattle. He probably was going to play for him anyway. Absolutely. Well, Chase, I also want to get back to the Philadelphia Flyers because we talked about how they gave up a second and seventh for Shane Gossespierre. Well, they also went out and got Rasmus Ristolainen from the Buffalo Sabres, giving up Robert Haig, a first round pick, which was, what was it, the 13th? Yep. 13th overall pick and a second round pick in the 2023 draft. A lot of value there for Rasmus Ristolainen. Actually, 14th pick. Apologies. 14th. I, or I guess technically 13th because yeah. like the you know vacated one. So whichever way you want to go with that. But anyway, bad. Just very, very, very bad. Uh, that was a lot given for Rasmus Ristolainen, a guy who another analytically uh, defensively struggling. I don't know how to word that. Um, regardless, analytically, he's not very good defensively. Uh, he's had some success offensively. And I still think he's got talent. Um, odds of him reshaping his game in Philadelphia, I don't know, because, you know, he's going to be behind a guy, uh, at least on the right side, Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis will play more minutes than him. So he'll be in the second pair. Maybe that's better off for him. You know, I don't know. We're, we're going to see. But Philly gave up a lot, uh, really, just this whole weekend. I think they gave up way too much value overall. Yeah, and I saw an analytic Twitter page say that Philadelphia, they trade a first and a second for a defenseman that ranges from bad to very bad analytically. And that's not what you want to be given up if you're going to get a guy who is not very good. It's unfortunate because I've always been a Rasmus Ristolainen fan uh, over the last couple of years. It's been a lot harder to be a fan of his um, because of his poor play. But, I mean, Philly saw 6-4, right-handed shot. I need it. So they went out, paid for it. A little too much, but uh, I don't remember. Who's the guy that I hate on NHL Network? Brian Lawton. Brian Lawton said that he doesn't think it's an overpay because 
right-handed shots are very um, valuable in the league. And so they needed to go get it done. So he doesn't think it's an overpay. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Ryan Lawrence the same guy that was saying that if you don't have a tall defensive core, you can't win. And like the average height of teams have won Stanley Cup on the back end um, these last couple years have been happened to be like six foot, six one, six two. But, you know, an average is raised because of a guy like Victor Hedman, who is he literally is a unicorn as a defenseman. There's no defenseman that big who skates like he does and is as relevant offensively and defensively. Like there there flat out isn't like he is a true one of a kind player. Um, and then, you know, when you look at a guy like Mikhail Sergachev, he's probably the next closest bet to a guy like Victor Hedman. And there's still really no one that compares to him. So like when you try to make that argument, like it's yeah, because these teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, they drafted well and they traded well and they understood where the value was. And these guys just happen to be tall. So trying to make the argument for like a guy like Olin Zellweger, who went in the second round to Anaheim, he's a five foot 10 defenseman. He's going to be an NHLer and he's going to be good. So, you know, trying, trying to be like, oh, he's he's too small. He's not going to have success. Teams aren't going to win. Like, that's just it's bullshit. It's just not true. It just happened to be that way. So this, are you saying like, these last two years? Sorry. Are you saying that Brian Lawton is a part of the front office of the Seattle Kraken? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that so was a wild stupid. story coming out. Uh, did we talk about that on last episode? I don't know if we did. I, I don't think so. Uh, basically, what we're hearing is that Ron Francis was very happy in an interview. He was very happy to say he was so excited when every player that they drafted came to the table and they were towering over him. So basically just drafted players that are taller than him. So stupid. Like that makes me angry. Just it, it's such a piss poor argument because all the superstars in the game nowadays, uh, I shouldn't say all, but like all the young superstars, except for Austin Matthews, happen to be like six foot, six one in the max or shorter. Um, you know, like Cole Caulfield is a tiny guy. Jack Hughes isn't, you know, very tall either. You know, all, all these young, like superstars, they're not big players because the way the game is shaped and evolved, you got to be fast. You got to be shifty. You know, you're small. You can get around guys. You can fit through holes like a little bit better. You can, you can kind of you know, dangle around. So just the fact you're trying to go with a tall team means you're trying to play in the nineties, trying to think it's a dead puck era. But like, that just ain't the case. Absolutely. Chase, I'm going to run through two trades real quick and then hit on another one that uh, we can just kind of discuss overall as a whole what we think about them just to try to speed it up a little bit. So St. Louis Blues, they get Pavel Buchnevich from the New York Rangers for Sammy Blay and a second round pick in 2022. The Columbus Blue Jackets get Jake Bean from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for pick number 44. Uh, let me see if I can go pull that up real quick to see who, in fact, they got. They got Alexi Heimosalmi. Yeah, you got this. There you go. There we go. Alexi Heimosalmi for Jake Bean. Uh, and then the Columbus Blue Jackets active again as they trade Seth Jones, the number 32 overall pick, a sixth round pick in 2022 in exchange for Adam Boquist, a first round pick, a second round pick. And uh, those picks came out to be um, what Chase, you, you go ahead, start talking about the trades and then I'll get those. OK, sounds good. So I'm going to go back to Buchnevich play. Um, New York Rangers, give your fucking head a shake. You don't trade away your superstar forward because at the end of the day, he is their superstar forward. He was their best forward last year and it was pretty clear. Um, Panarin, Shesterkin, apparently they're very unhappy. They're livid that the trade happened. I'm sure other people in the locker room feel the same way. So that was a bad trade. Uh, Jake Bean for a second. I don't know why you're giving up on this guy. He's he still profiles to be a star defenseman in the league. He's going to go to Columbus and get the opportunity he never got in Carolina, uh, which, you know, I guess is good for him. But like for Carolina just to quit on him, I don't know. I, I don't really love that move. 
And then Seth Jones, I mean, good for Columbus. They got a lot back, um, especially for a guy that was not coming back. Uh, you, you give to give up Seth Jones a first and a six, and you get a this says Adam Boquist is a forward, which is not true. You get defenseman Adam Boquist, who is a you know a very talented Eric Carlson ask you know like light type of uh, defenseman. Uh, two first round picks and a second round pick, just absolutely tremendous value. And the first round pick that the, the twelfth overall pick that came back to Columbus got Cole Sillinger, and the thirty second overall pick that went to Chicago, um, <laughs> not not great. It was the shocker of the night. They took Logan Mayu, who hey, hey. no 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 Chicago drafted Nolan Allen. Oh, why am I looking at Chicago drafted Nolan Allen and why does it say number 32 originally? I don't know, but it was 32nd overall Chicago um, drafted Nolan Allen and 31 was Montreal. They drafted Logan Mayo. Okay, so that would be a second round pick, not a first round pick. There's 32 teams. Oh, the thing didn't load. All right, there we go. Nolan Allen. But hey, we still got to talk about that. Logan Mayu. Yeah. 31st overall after coming out and saying that he does not want to be drafted and we know about the situation there was sexual harassment he was charged for and um yeah that was the stunner of the night I think the panel was silent for a good 10 seconds after the draft pick came in what are you doing Montreal I don't have much more to say that hasn't been said online um that hasn't been said by the panelists I, I really don't um other than if you have a prepared statement for when you draft a player, you probably should not have drafted that player. That's a good point. Like, I, I, I get the fuck are you doing? I, it, it's just it. It's inexcusable, especially when the kid says, don't draft me to spend a first round pick on him. He was probably only on three or four teams draft boards, too. So to spend a first round pick is piss poor wasted capital that I if I was an owner. And first of all, if, if the owner didn't sign off on that move, he'd be I would fire the gym right away. If the owner signed off on that move, he should be embarrassed. Because the shit they run in Montreal is a fucking joke. Trading away P.K. Subban because of character issues. But you bring in Alexander Radulov and Logan Mayu. Making Alexander Galchenyuk apologize for being a distraction when he was abused. Like It's a fucking joke. And the GM over there, also a part of the 2010 Chicago Blackhawks locker room. Which in itself is an absolute fucking mess. So... Um, just a, just a messy place to be right now for Montreal and, um, in Chicago too. I'm surprised that Stan Bowman was allowed to take picks, um, in this draft. I, I'm surprised nothing's changed there so far. It's incredible. He still has his job and that, that team's just trying to still shut this down. Like it didn't happen or they're trying to say, oh, even if it did happen, it was too long ago where it doesn't matter anymore. No, it still fucking matters. You're covering shit up. You're covering up very serious issues. Right. So who knows? We'll see if anything changes. Right now, it's not looking like it. But the final trade to talk about, Sam Reinhart goes over to the Florida Panthers uh, and return a 2022 first-round pick and Devin Levi. Yeah, I'm, Levi. I was shocked that... One of the two. Uh, Levi, Levi. Okay. Um, I yeah, I, I was shocked that Sam Reinhart got less than what Rasmus Ristolainen did, to be honest. But Buffalo, they did a pretty good job overall getting good value for their assets, I would say. Uh, Levi, he's someone who could legitimately come in and um, he like he's probably not going to be a starter. I think he's I think he's a legitimate NHL prospect goalie. Um, he'd come in. He could back up Ukapeka Lukanen in a couple of years and they could like combine for a pretty formidable duo. Uh, you know, I, I like that goalie room that they have now that's coming up. So good on Buffalo. Uh, they got a lot in return. 
I think they're doing the right things for a team that, you know, has just been stuck in this absolute <laughs> just hell of this just kind of going in a circle, stuck on the carousel. Um, they're, they're, they're trying their best to to kind of, you know, rework, rebuild this team. You know, I'm sure Buffalo fans are sick of that shit, but it needs to happen. Uh, the next and final piece to move is Jack Eichel. When will that happen? We don't know. But when it does, it should be a significant haul in Buffalo. Uh, you're going to have to wait another five years. Absolutely. And then two firsts, two seconds, and two thirds for the Buffalo Sabres. They had a very active draft and one that ended with Owen Power and Isaac Rosen being their headline names. Uh, Chase, when we're looking at the draft overall, what team do you think came out with the best draft class? I really do like Anaheim's draft class. So you you texted me that yesterday. Like you you love your Anaheim class, and I'm like, wait, who who did they even draft in the second? I'm like, oh shit, Olin Zeller. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I think Anaheim like pretty much knocked this out of the park. Um, I, I thought there were you know tremendous value based on what they were picking. I like the McTavish pick. He's someone who you know he really rose as a player this year. Um, really, really how that top nine went in any order, I would have been perfectly fine. And then getting Zolweger past job as your second third round picks, absolutely fantastic. Son Shiger, excuse me. Sean Shegirl in the uh, fifth round is also a fantastic draft pick, too. And I like Tyson Hines in third, too. You know, he's not someone I love, but someone I do like as a prospect. I think they did, you know, really as fantastic as you could for a team. Absolutely. I think another draft class that I found myself leaning towards is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Evan, three first round picks. It's going to be hard not to have a successful draft. So bringing in a very skilled player like Kent Johnson from Michigan, you get Cole Sillinger, Corson Kuhlemans as well. Uh, it's a really nice first round. And then they topped it off with a couple other names that I actually know, which I, I know a lot of these guys I'm not super up to date with like Chase's, but Stanislav Svozel in the third round. I know him and I thought overall a pretty solid draft class from them as well. Svozel in the third round is, is tremendous value. Uh, he was someone who's looked at as a borderline first round pick for, you know, like kind of leading up to the draft process um, by some people in a lot during the season. Uh, so, you know, it's tremendous value. I like Guillaume Richard in the fourth round as well. Uh, Columbus, I, I think they did a, did a very nice job, too. So, you know, I, I feel that. I think another surprising thing that happened in this draft is Jesper Wallstadt, your number one overall player in this draft class. Not the first goalie taken. No, it, it was it was definitely surprising. Um, you know, good for good for Minnesota. I think they got great value between Walshtet and Lambos. Uh, you know, their their first round is fantastic. I don't want to speak too much on the rest of their draft because they got only guy, other guy, you know, Jack Peart. The other guys I don't know too much about. But Walshtet and Lambos in the first round, fantastic. Uh, Walshtet at the 20th pick when Sebastian Costa went to the Detroit Red Wings at 14, 15, whatever it was, uh, 15. Um, it, it surprised me. I, I, I think that Walshtet is very clearly the top player in this in this draft class he's the only one that can be the best in his position in the league I think I think Costa can be a very good goalie like a definitely elite goalie someone you can win championships with but I think Walsh you know he has that chance to be that Vasilevsky type of goalie where he just is truly unbeatable uh so it was a little surprising to me uh, I, I thought there was more separation between these two guys than apparently the Red Wings did um I guess we'll see who's right at the end of the day we also saw a lot of cool storylines during this draft. We saw four Michigan players, one being a Michigan commit, so not technically a Michigan player yet, but four players with ties to the University of Michigan go in the top five. We saw Luke Hughes join his two brothers, Quinn and Jack, as top 10 picks, being the only family to have 
three members of their family all go in the top 10 of a draft. We also saw uh, Shane Doan's son get drafted to the Arizona Coyotes. A really cool moment there. I know Arizona Coyotes, they posted a bunch of videos on their Twitter feed. So a lot of really cool moments in this draft class. This whole week was just like family lines, bloodlines, uh, brother, just, it, it was, it was really all about that connection. So it, it was definitely a lot of cool moments. Um, you know, you mentioned a lot of those things, a couple other brother things. The Joneses are now together in Chicago. Uh, that's Seth Jones and Caleb Jones. Uh, Cam McCarr's brother was drafted by Colorado. I think his name is Tanner. Um, uh, the flurries are now playing together in, uh, Seattle. And then of course, you know, the Hughes together, it, it was, it was just very, very busy. Uh, yeah, a week for oh one more too. Colton Doc was drafted by Chicago too, so he's gonna be with his brother Kirby. It was just you know great for families, uh, you know great for brothers. It was just very kind of strange, but cool. Yeah, absolutely. And Chase, it's time to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. See what they got done during the draft. We prefaced this draft with the fact that hey, we don't expect any phenomenal players coming to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we've got later picks. These aren't going to be picks that come in and impact the team right away. Our first pick was the 96th overall pick. However, I think we would argue that the most uh, or, or at least our favorite draft pick so far is the 126th pick, Dylan Duke, a first rounder on Chase's final draft rankings. Dude, Tampa knocked this draft out of the park with the draft picks they had. It was incredible. So we'll start with Dylan Duke in the fourth round, who I thought was a slam dunk first round pick. If you if he was really going to fall to the second round, it was it was he was gone by the 30s. They, there wasn't really anybody that had him ranked outside of their you know top like 50. If you did, you you know he might have been just barely 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 into the third round, and you were in the minority in that sense. So the fact that Tampa got him at 126 is just crazy to me. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if he ends up going to college next year. He's committed to U of M. Um, he's right now committed for 22-23, so he could end up going back to junior. Uh, his rights are owned in the OHL uh, by, I believe it's a Saginaw Spirit. Yes, it is. Uh, so, you know, he could end up in the OHL too. Who, who knows where we'll see him, but he's going to dominate wherever he goes. And I do want to mention Roman Schmidt too. This was another favorite of a lot of people. Um, I, I think I, I saw some people argue he was a borderline first round pick type guy. You know, I wasn't there. I thought, you know, a second, third round pick, like slam dunk easy. Uh, you know, he, he goes third round 96 overall. Uh, he's just this really incredible defensive defenseman. He's not going to provide a lot offensively, but holy hell, he is hard to play against. He's just incredibly smart. He, he doesn't let you get around. He's big at 6'6". He's physical. Uh, he does everything you want uh, that a true shutdown defenseman does. Uh, Tampa did fantastic with their first two picks. And Chase, you talked about Tampa slam dunk absolutely destroyed this draft class. Um, I see a trend. A lot of United States players there. Yeah, I mean, it's it gen- genuinely is something that Tampa has done. That, like North Americans in general, they they found a lot of success with um, in the later rounds. Americans, you know, that there are a lot of those, they fit a lot of those bills too. Four Americans in total, one Canadian, a Russian, and a Finn too. So their seven picks, you know, I, I thought they did awesome. You know, even when you if you go to the fifth, sixth round, Cameron McDonald, Alex Gagne, those guys are, you know, they're solid upside picks too. And then their last overall pick to Nico Hootenin, uh, he's got some decent size and he really only played in the Finnish Junior Leagues this year. Scored 20 goals, played pretty well. He'll be in the WHL next season. He's got a chance at, you know, if, if he just kind of rounds out his game, he's got a chance of being an NHLer. 
All right, Chase, I want to ask, and I think I know the answer to this one, but who out of this crop of players do we see in the blue and white first, and how long does it take? Um, I I would have to say it's going to end up being Dylan Duke. Uh, I think Roman Schmidt, you know, both those guys have a decent chance, um, you know, coming in like within three, four years. I would let them, you know, take their time to develop. There's no, no need to rush them. Um, Because even if Dylan Duke was a first round pick, I would want him to go to college for two years, then come play, you know, in the American League for a year, be good to go. Uh, So don't 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 need to rush these guys. There's a chance they could make it sooner, but I'd say at least three years. All right. And that's the that's the luxury that the Stanley Cup, the back to back Stanley Cup champs have is you don't need to rush anything because the team always going to be very successful and we've got players to come up and help us. So we're excited for that, but a good overall draft class chase. Let's now move into free agency. Uh, this is where we are going to see the Tampa Bay lightning change mightily. Uh, we saw Gaudreau was gone. Uh, Stevie Y or not Stevie Y uh, GM breeze was sending out texts saying, Hey, if you want Savard, if you want Coleman, if you want Gaudreau, send me a trade, let's get something done. Gaudreau trade got done. Coleman, Savard, not the case. But those are two names that were key parts of our Stanley Cup run this year. Uh, Coleman, part of it last year. Neither of them going to be back with the team. Yeah, no, it, it definitely sucks because uh, you, you want them to obviously be around still. They, they played big roles for a reason. Uh, you know, they're not necessarily like superstar players, but but they're good role guys. So it sucks that they're going to be gone. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to you got to crunch for the cap. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, we got two championships, you know, the last two years. You, you got to pay a price. And we're very happy with the two cups. But, Chase, we need to look forward and talk about what could be done. Um, I unfortunately don't think there's a lot to be done in this free agency when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. However, there are some headlining names such as Dougie Hamilton, Gabriel Landeskog, Zach Hyman, and... Oh, maybe even Alex Ovechkin. No, no, no Ovechkin. <laughs> but, um, you know, there, there, there are some great names. I, I'm, you know, I, I fully expect Gabriel Landeskog and Dougie Hamilton to end up on new teams this offseason. Um, you know, Zach Hyman is going to end up in Edmonton. It's guaranteed whether it be in a sign and trade or just him walking for agency signing for a little less term. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of faces changing around. Seattle's going to have to add a lot. Tampa, they are going to have to make some moves because, uh, like, you, you got to fill out roster spots but it's not going to be anything spectacular. Uh, this really is going to be a year where we're going to be able to watch some young guys come in and really get an opportunity, something that hasn't happened too much the last couple of years. So that's going to be cool to see, you know, for, for me, cause that's the kind of side of the game that I like. I love seeing young guys come in and give that chance, but there's bound to be at least a guy or two that Tampa, you know, finds necessary to sign. Um, especially, you know, at the back of goalie position, because McLean is not being resigned. And a name that we thought for sure would be on the market, Taylor Hall, not going to be there. He gets an extension with Boston, uh, $6 million a year, correct? And for how long? Yep. Was it four years? Yeah, four years. I mean, I think it's freaking awesome value for Boston. Uh, Taylor Hall, for he he is a star player, but, you know, he's had a lot of s- struggles just going around, not ending up on good enough teams where it hasn't worked out. He's in Boston where he's not going to produce the numbers that he has because he's going to play in a lesser role, but he's going to still be a key player, and he's going to be on a team that is going to try to fight to win championships. So, I think it's great signing for Boston. Uh, it's a good opportunity for him to go on and try to win. Cause that's all he wants to do. He's been on nothing but losers in his career, no matter how good he's been. 
So I think it works out at the end of the day for everybody. Speaking of Boston, what do they do with their goalie situation? Tuka Rask currently an unrestricted free agent. Do we see any chance he comes back? Or are they going to go somewhere else? Well, what's his nuts? Um, Swayman, his last name, he, he played pretty well this year. So I would expect Tuka to be signed, Swayman to um, get more playing time, Tuka probably on like a one-year deal, and then maybe walking after that if they can guarantee that, you know, or at least feel good about Swayman being their guy. I don't think they're quite there yet. Gotcha. And then we look at Philip Deneau from the Montreal Canadiens, a guy I saw a lot of people saying the Seattle Kraken would go after in the expansion draft. That wasn't the case. However, they could still target him here in free agency. Yeah, it's definitely not impossible. Uh, they really got to fill out that center group because like it, it, it's just fine at the end of the day. Uh, they're really going to go heavy on the forward group in free agency because that's what they're uh, lacking on, and, and center is that main thing. I feel like Dano is a guy that could work out there. Uh, he's someone that's destined to be overpaid because he will be overpaid in free agency, and Seattle's got the cast space to do it. Absolutely. And then Chase, Zach Parise, Ryan Suter, we talked about those two. Uh, it sounds like... I think it was Zach Parise is on his way to the New York Islanders. Obviously, that's not for sure, but I, I think that was the rumor. And then Ryan Suter, there's a couple other teams thrown around about him. Yeah, so wherever they go, you know, hopefully they just get a chance to win. They don't have Stanley Cups yet. Parise, he had that run with New Jersey where they went to the finals and ended up losing. So hopefully, you know, they can win because I do like both those guys as players. Um, I, th- I think they're, you know, they seem like good guys and just like personally too. I've never met them, but just from what you see in the media and stuff, they seem like good dudes. So Hopefully they can go have some success. Uh, They're going to be playing smaller roles. Suter will play a bigger role than Parise, but they're both going to be playing smaller roles than what they were signed to originally. And then we will also see some recently bought out players hitting the free agency market with Tony D'Angelo and Jake Vertanen. Yeah, and those are the only two I've seen. And if I miss any others, apologies, but I don't think I have. Um, the only other one actually that I just remembered I seeing was Lean Bergman. Uh, you know, it's a, a small player anyway, doesn't really make too much of an impact. Uh, he'll probably go back to playing over in Germany, Torrey's trauma, maybe just overseas in the KHL or something. But yeah, as of right now, those are the guys that I've seen. I haven't seen anything else. Um, I, there's still time for buyouts, so who knows? We, you know, we could see something else, but odds are, you know, this is probably it. For sure. I'm excited to get this free agency started to see what exactly happens. But something I'm even more excited for is trades because trading is not done. Jack Eichel still needs to be dealt. Vladimir Tarasenko, we know his situation. Uh, will he be dealt? We'll see. It's going to be a lot more excitement coming up in the new year. And Chase, we're going to move to hockey name of the day here shortly. But before we do that, quick shout out to Ethan Cardwell, former guest of the Bolts broadcast, gets drafted by the San Jose Sharks this past Saturday. I almost forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah good for you, Cardsy. That, that was pretty cool, man. Um, he was someone that he, he was the highest ranked player last year to go undrafted. He was someone that was fully expected to be drafted. Uh, you know, a lot of people were shocked that he wasn't. So when he went over and he dominated in uh, that Swedish tier three league this year. It was pretty clear he was going to get drafted. He ends up, you know, as a fourth round pick in San Jose. So good for him. Um, he he definitely is someone who's got NHL talent. He kind of proved that this year. He, he looks like you know, a bigger, stronger person from the little bit that I was able to see him play this year from film and stuff. Uh, he, he's got a, he's got a lot of tools. I think Sam's a guy great pick there. We wish he came to Tampa. We would have been able to get a little bit more inside information on how Tampa runs their stuff. Uh, unfortunately, he goes over to San Jose, but congratulations. Nonetheless, a phenomenal moment for him and his career. Going to be excited to watch him develop and hopefully one day make it to the big leagues, but that's going to do it. Chase, we're going to move to hockey name of the day here. Uh, Luca Musenberger. 
Luca Munzenberger. You forgot the first N. Um, I don't need it. But but yeah, so so Luca Munzenberger is someone who was just drafted uh, this year. I wanted to go with someone who was most recently in the draft class. Um, this is a guy that I really didn't know a lot about, and I loved his name. So I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll do it. So our boy Luca, he is a six foot two German defenseman. Um, in case you couldn't tell by the last name, he played in the German U twenty league last year. He's planning on attending the University of Vermont this upcoming season, so that's why he didn't play pro. But he captained his U-20 team, only played six games and put up three points in that span. Uh, played on the U-20 team, got in five games, no points. Uh, he's someone that I really don't know a whole lot about. I want to find out a little more about him. But, I mean, a third-round pick, Edmonton, that means they, they at least saw something in him that they like. So maybe we'll see him in the NHL one day. Chase, you know what the best part about Luca is? What's that? His last name smiles at you. It, it, it does. A little umlaut at you. Yeah, a little umlaut over the you. It looks like a nice old smiley face, but that's going to do it for the show. Chase, if you could hit him with an outro and make sure to mention our jersey giveaway because we so badly want to give you guys a jersey or a, a wood jersey that we have uh, with our giveaway, but we need the most retweets. So if we don't get that, unfortunately, we can't be giving it away. Yeah, of course. So as always, want to thank you guys for listening. You can check us out on Patreon, support us over there. But I want to get to that giveaway. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That's where you're going to find the giveaway. If we have the most retweets in the network, we get to choose one of the retweeters who follows us to win that jersey. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's got the Stanley Cup champion or Stanley Cup like finals patch on it too. Uh, so if you want a chance of winning a Tampa Lightning jersey, make sure to retweet our tweet. Uh, we're going to keep promoting it again for you know a couple more days until the uh, giveaway ends. We got till the 29th, so keep that in mind. Make sure to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, go follow us at WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. So make sure to go hit the Bolts Broadcast, Bolts Broadcast, get in on that giveaway. Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet and then WMP Sports Pod. That way you can get all the content that you need in your life. Make sure to go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts and network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. And don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.